time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Portrait of a man who thinks and thereby gets things done. Mr. Jimbo Cobb might be called a prime mover, a talent which has to be seen to be believed. In just a moment, he'll show his friends and you how he keeps both feet on the ground and his head in the twilight zone. Episode number 57 of the Twilight Zone was the prime mover. And uh, Sean, I don't know about you, but this is one that I I, I think I missed uh, most of the time. I, I, I'm pretty sure I probably saw it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, if... If I if I hadn't missed this one, then I just uh, confuse it with another episode where somebody's gambling, like uh, <laughs> like that one that we did in the beginning of this show. Yeah, there's a lot of gambling on the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that, um, and it's always viewed negatively. Uh, yeah, I guess Rod Serling didn't like gambling. No one's ever responsible with it. Uh, also, by the way, I, sh- I should point out that I, I noticed, um, so in the episode, uh, you know, at the beginning, they're at, you know, basically a, a diner. Yeah. And um, there's a uh, there's a slot machine there. And I don't know if you noticed this, but it, it's the same slot machine from uh, the Fever that's that's the episode that I can yeah. remember. <laughs> uh, the, the, the one that uh, the one that starts calling his name. Yes, uh, Franklin. I, I did not notice that. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's exactly the same slot machine. It, it's and just, that slot machine played by William Shatner. It, exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you know, that's a it's a nice little little callback i guess there there's only one uh one uh uh slot machine vendor in the twilight zone well we we talked about this with the um what was the the newspaper in time enough at last was used in, a, in another episode do you think that that's them trying to like plant those like 50s 60s version of a of an easter egg or are they like it it's it's out of necessity that they have to actually reuse all these props. Oh, I I would assume that, especially in this case, you know, <laughs> maybe the newspaper was uh, was meant to be an Easter egg. I would assume in this case, the prop department has a <laughs> slot machine. Surely they uh, they have it in the budget for another newspaper. Uh, they don't have it in the budget, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Uh, so this episode centers around uh, Ace Larson, who I, I I guess he owns the the diner, or, or you know he at least runs it. Yeah, I I, I I I think he's just a you know like the manager or something like that. Uh, and he uh, he one day discovers that his uh, his partner uh, is the kid from the end of the Last Jedi who's able to move the broom. <laughs> Because uh, because see that's that's what he does and he shows that he can he can move things uh, with his mind and naturally as soon as you discover uh, someone in your life uh, can move things with their mind what is the very first thing you decide you're going to do with that well you exploit him and all of his morals of course and and use it for gambling. Yes, absolutely. What, what honestly, else are you going to do? Honestly, like, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, 
Oh, and, and any episode that has time travel in it, we always talk about, you know, get, get the uh, get the almanac from uh, Back to the Future. It literally mm-hmm. is the first thing I would do. <laughs> <laughs> how can I how can I benefit my own financial status with well, my I, friend's you, newfound power? I, I guess there is actually something to be said for that, because like if you travel back in time or you find out that you're you know, unassuming uh, uh, co-worker can move things with their mind. Like, you don't know how long that's going to last. It's true. And I tell you what, there's a way to do this and not lose your soul in, in, in the process. I mean, you know, you can go to a casino and use that power to, you know, make a little bit of money, but don't put them out of business and then move on to another casino. There's plenty of casinos in this in this country. So yeah. just, you know, you're fine. And uh, and we'll we'll actually get into this in uh, one of the the upcoming episodes. Um, oh yeah, you have you suddenly have a, a bunch of uh, money that shows up? Um, have a game plan for for what you're going to do with that. that <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> you know, wh- whether whether it's gambling or robbing someone, have a game plan going in. Know what you're going to do, and, and and it'll work sure. out best better for everybody. And make sure what you what you steal is going to be as valuable in a hundred years. That's very that's a very good point, and uh, I, that's a lesson that some people again in the future will you know <laughs> could have benefited from. Um, so so basically, you know they they decide they're going to go to uh, to Vegas, and um, yeah, I guess in, in the same vein as my uh, my uh, uh, you know previous point. Sit down with a cocktail napkin and say, <laughs> we're going to make this amount of money and then we're done. Yeah. Like, not not is, just not just we're going to gamble until, you know, you know, with without end, because eventually something's something's going to go horribly wrong. You're going to make someone mad or you're going to lose your mind, something like that. I mean, you know, a million dollars, quote unquote, isn't like, you know, what a million, the Dr. Evil thing, right? Like one yeah. million dollars. Oh, no, no, like, you know what? If you have a million dollars, you can invest in a nice, solid ETF. Uh, exactly. Uh, you know, a, and uh, and you'll be in good shape for the rest of your life. You do the four percent rule. You're you're good to go forever. Even now. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like if I had a million, that would be the number that I would write on the cocktail napkin to uh, um, where I would be fine. Yeah, it's like okay, you you get uh, you get you let me know when you uh, get your headaches, and that's when we'll stop, <laughs> and then we'll we'll just hit it again the next time uh you're 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 feeling okay and we'll just keep doing that until we get to a million dollars and then we're done well actually there's three of them so probably three million you know oh yeah yeah yeah. you know you're right you're right and that's the thing i mean i know i said i would be the first the first thing i would jump to would be you know exploit my friend's power for financial gain but you know if he started getting headaches or you know was you know started uh exhibiting um you know, symptoms of uh, an aneurysm or a brain yeah. tumor, I'm going to lay off. I, I Yeah, I, I think you would. Yeah. So so we should probably, you know, fill in some of the gaps here for, for people <laughs> who haven't actually seen the episode. I, I mean, first of all, if you haven't seen the episode, why are you listening to us to begin with? Why? Um, uh, it, it's certainly not because you and I are entertaining. Um, <laughs> Uh, God, so no. so they they find out that that Jimbo um, he uh, he can move things with his mind. Uh, Ace Ace Larson, 
which again <laughs> is a total is a total Rod Serling name. <laughs> it's such a it's right up there with um <laughs> what was uh, the four of us are dying hammer. Yeah, uh, was it Arch Hammer? It was Arch. Yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with Army Hammer, the 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 cannibal, um, <laughs> or <laughs> Arch Hammer. God, what a weird world. <laughs> uh, so Ace, Ace learns that his friend Dejimbo can move things with his mind. Naturally, the first thing is his. Uh, his brain goes to is let's go to Vegas and win some money. He takes his girlfriend Kitty with them, and uh, you know everything actually goes according to plan. Uh, they they win a whole bunch of uh, of jackpots. I think they they basically are, are just uh, you know cleaning up at the uh, I think uh, is it craps in the roulette tables. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. basically the stuff where being able to move things with your mind would actually pay off. Yeah, sure. I mean, and I, I guess that power would, even if it was a slot machine, I guess, you know, depending on how powerful you were, you could make the, you know, the bars show up or the sevens. Um, yeah. The uh, cigarette girl um, in this episode, um, when she walks up and says cigars, cigarettes, my brain completes that sentence. Eddie Valiant. From uh, <laughs> <laughs> Betty Boop from Who Friend Roger Rabbit. You know, I didn't think of that. Uh, the the thing that popped into my head was, uh, wow, you couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> exactly. And then when he, um, when Ace uh, essentially buys the cigarette girl for the night, yeah, from yeah. from her manager. Like, I get it. Like, you know, he was paying for her night off, whatever. But like. Still a little, a little weird. Yeah, it's a little skeezy. 60 yeah. years later. Uh, yeah, that, that's definitely uh, probably that, that would run into. Would that be an OSHA violation? It, it, <laughs> it, it would definitely be a violation of something. I'm not I'm not sure what. I mean, I feel like she if, if she gets injured and she was on the clock, then someone's going to have to pay. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Um, so so basically, after they win a few jackpots, uh, Ace is, you know, he just wants to keep going. But Jimbo has uh, has some some pretty severe headaches, and uh, Kitty's pretty uh, she's pretty angry about the fact that he doesn't seem to care about uh, Jimbo's headaches. So she leaves, and then as you as you mentioned, uh, he finds a replacement Kitty, and uh, <laughs> that that would be the uh, the 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 rental cigarette girl. Which I think they actually kind of do a good job at not implying that he's gonna that he's cheating on Kitty. He just like he just wants wants a wants a gal pal for the night to have fun with, I guess, and spend some money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it's because it was the early 1960s, but it's not like uh, <laughs> it's not like the, this is clearly like a, a prostitution thing. It's just I I want somebody around. <laughs> Which Ace, you know, Ace, it, Ace needs a pal. It, it, exactly, yeah. Um, Ace needs a queen. So, uh, Ace not uh, not being happy with just ripping off the casino, <laughs> and, and, and I mean they're really not ripping off the casino. Yeah, I mean I I'm I'm totally fine with uh, the the house losing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they may know the house is going to lose, but but, you know, the, the house is gambling, too. It's true. 
Um, you know, it's not like the house doesn't use uh, any advantages they have. So it's a very good point. Which, which, by the way, like if this probably wasn't the case then, because I doubt that they had uh, security cameras all over the place. But you know, they're they're on the lookout for people who are you know counting cards or or whatever. So, like, if you if you were a security guard and you saw this guy, you know, like looking very intently at the at the dice, and then they do something that is unexpected. Like, are you going to go to your manager and be like, hey, something's not right here? Or are you going to be like, no, that couldn't be? <laughs> I would probably uh, assume that he had like <clears throat> that he was controlling the dice with like strings or something like that. And then I tell my manager, maybe you get a bonus out of it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's like, uh, sir, we've got to use the rigged dice on this one. <laughs> Uh, so not being content with ripping off the casino, he decides, uh, let's call the, 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 uh, the mobsters who run, uh, <laughs> run Las Vegas. And he decides he's going to try to rip them off a little bit. Always a great idea. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, how can you go wrong with that? <laughs> flawless, flawless. <plan. laughs> uh, so he, he actually, uh, succeeds in, in doing that until, um, you know, he just keeps going and uh, Jimbo eventually loses his mojo. <laughs> and uh, and so he loses and uh, Ace loses everything. And well, I, I, I guess it's it, it's a little like the episode uh, previously with the genie where at the end of the day, the the old couple really just sort of, you know, yeah, it emerged in the same situation they were in before, so it wasn't like they uh, were, were in too terrible of shape. Uh, you know, they they end up uh, they end up going back home, probably uh, with their their tail between their legs uh, a little bit, and um, you know, eventually uh, Jimbo uh, does get his uh, his powers back, but you know, he never tells Ace that because now he knows that Ace is gonna you know take advantage of them of course but it's, it's kind of a nice ending though i mean they're all still friends they didn't they didn't suffer any like uh you know awful consequences um yeah and uh, and ace uh having uh, apparently had his fun with his his cigarette gal pal uh asks uh, kitty to marry him it's, it's very heartwarming it is it is nuts to think. I'm I'm looking up the date of so the Wizard of Oz was 1939. Correct. And and this is, you know, just about what 22 years. And Buddy Epson, <laughs> the Scarecrow, is uh, <laughs> shows up in an episode of Twilight Zone. Uh yes, and um, you played the Scarecrow, right? Uh, the Scarecrow or the Lion, one of the two. You know that that's a good question. I mean, I only know him from his, uh, you know, after. After Jimbo uh, quit working for Ace because he kept taking advantage of his abilities, <laughs> uh, Jimbo decided to live on his own and, and went hunting and uh, <laughs> you know, found some crude and, and eventually uh, ended up moving to Beverly Hills. Of course. Uh, no, was you. You you had mentioned earlier, you had mentioned earlier. I'm, I'm just making sure that is a. Um, um, oh, God, I'm forgetting it. Uh 
Oh my, Jed Clampett. What is the Beverly Hillbillies? Good yes. Lord. Okay. They got it. <laughs> so like in the beginning of this episode, you mentioned that just like the, um, the kid at the end of the la- the last Jedi, <clears throat> do you think that kid is related to buddy Epson who is related to, mm, no, that doesn't track with back to the future. Never mind. These are powers, not traveling back in time. Uh, well, I mean, I've ruined this episode, Keith. I've it, ruined it. Maybe if he, maybe if he completely, uh, if he really focused, he could actually figure out how to travel back in time. We don't know that. Maybe he was on uh, flight thirty-three, and that's why that happened. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> see, see how I tied it all back together. <laughs> You've truly saved us. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know, after uh, after Jimbo was done, he he went hunt for some some crude and. Uh, went, oh, sorry, went hunting for some food. There you go. And, and up from the ground came some bubbling crude. That's that's what happened. I mean, it's just a masterful songwriting. It, it really is. And uh, I'm I'm looking at his uh, IMDb page, and uh, Buddy Epson uh, actually uh, played the Tin Man. Damn it! That would not have been my guess. I could have sworn he was the scarecrow. Oh, okay. So he actually he was the singing voice for the Tin Man. Oh, this is interesting. See, I I I didn't know this at all. This is seems like an inefficient and elaborate way to film the Wizard of Oz. Okay, so Jack Haley played the Tin Man on screen and Buddy Epson okay. sang as the Tin Man. That's so weird. So, so technically, we we're both kind of right on that one because I didn't think that he was he was in it, um, but but you thought that he was, and and he actually legitimately was. He he just you just never would have actually seen him. So I don't know how you know who's in it because <laughs> it, it says it actually says he was uh, he was uncredited. So for some reason, I I just had it in my head that he was in that. I, I have no idea why. It must have been something like my dad or my mom told me one time. Yeah, I, I would imagine, you know, a little bit of time has passed since The Wizard of Oz came out. So I would imagine <laughs> people were aware of the fact that Buddy Epson 80 you know, years. Yeah, did it. Yeah. 82 years ago. So uh, you say that like we were around when it came out. <laughs> Can you believe we're 82, 83 years old? Keith? <laughs> it's like there's plenty of reasons for the both of us to feel old at this point. But, but that's not one of them. <laughs> Too many reasons one can yeah. Only say. Uh, yeah. So. So, yeah, uh, he he. So his first job was was singing, apparently. Then he went to work at the cafe then he decided to live in a in a cabin, uh, Ted Kaczynski style. Uh, and when he did, he shot at some food and up from the ground came some bubbling crude. And that's that's the Ballad of Jimbo. What a career. Some people possess talent. Others are possessed by it. When that happens, the talent becomes a curse. Jimbo Cobb knew right from the beginning. But before Ace Larson learned that simple truth, he had to take a short trip through the Twilight Zone. Tron?